Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, the end of an era, Kissing Booth 3. <laughs> Jane is initiating a slow clap. Um, Ooh, that is like done. really fucking up the Zoom audio. <laughs> um, first, I wanted to say that uh, I was so excited by our last record that I watched the original Carrie last night. And I'm sure you came to the same conclusion as me that the <laughs> reboot is better. Absolutely not. Okay, what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed I haven't seen it in a long time. I really enjoyed it. There's some like really dark shit in there, like just the way the the way that uh the teacher talks to the students and then also like the way that um the like man that Chris is dating, treats her, who is John Travolta in the original. Um, he also like spills beer on himself a lot. So a lot is it is like John Travolta's luscious lips, like wet with beer, which is Ew. like <laughs> very yeah, they do it like multiple times. Um, but Nate had never seen it, so um I forced him to watch it and he enjoyed it. Um his comment was like, It's funny that the ending of Carrie is that her mom was right. <laughs> she shouldn't have gone. <laughs> Oh, and they got yeah. dragged to hell. <laughs> Her mom was right. Wow. <laughs> Jane, how was your Friday night? My Friday night. Um, what did I even do last night? You went oh, shopping. we went shopping. We Women went shopping because we're gonna have a Halloween brunch. And I was telling Issa that Walter has trouble with Trader Joe's, just like emotionally. But it was me who had trouble on Friday night because we oh. decided to go to Costco and Trader Joe's. Well, so. uh, okay. Well, I was going to say Nate also has trouble with Trader Joe's. Men don't like Trader Joe's, it turns out. Weigh in, listeners. Do you like Trader <laughs> Joe's and how do you identify? <laughs> taking um, a poll. Okay. Jin, how are you feeling that we're finishing this trilogy, this iconic trilogy? I guess I'm feeling a little let down because <gasps> not. I'm glad to be done with it, but it felt a little anticlimactic is, is basically what I will say what how do you feel sure do you think it's because they filmed the second and third one back to back <laughs> yeah it, it almost feels like they're all i mean there shouldn't have been a second movie and there shouldn't have been a third movie um yeah they filmed or the first second movie. and third one back to back because they knew um that it was gonna get a third one so they were all just chilling in south Africa. i mean just like, imagine like being there for the entire shoot and then they're like okay and now we're gonna start another one like that just seems like you would be so checked out you know i wonder if they filmed it, it your all chronologically you know what i mean like they could have just like who knows what they were filming when chronologically like for the characters yeah like they the actors were there but maybe it wasn't like second movie's done like they could have just filmed oh, any like of the going. scenes yeah at any that's time that's fair that's fair um Something I noticed is that I went and looked at Joey King's Instagram to see all her like sort of sentimental goodbye posts about the franchise, which like, you know, for Joey King, like this gave her her star. Like she has a lot to owe the franchise, much like us. Um, 
<laughs> and the, her goodbyes are like very significantly free of Jacob Elordi. Like, yes, she'll tag like everyone and do like funny like behind the scenes photos, and he's not in there. Uh, also, yeah, the marketing, a lot of the marketing and like the cute little, you know how Netflix is always do, doing videos or or BuzzFeed where it's like the the stars of Spider Man ask each oh, other yeah, yeah, yeah. questions. There, it's always Joey King and the actor who plays the best friend. It's never Jacob Elordi. So she, she or he or whomever, made it so they didn't have to be in the same room. Honestly, that's good because it means she, Joey King asked her agent, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll protect you." Who, who knows? I mean, I, I would love to know the details there, but listeners, if you <sighs> have any hot tips, Dumois, don't, don't tell Dumois, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Um I did want to like share with you Jane. So I was like what's next for these two actors, Joey King and Jacob Bellorni? Cuz I I refuse to learn the name of the guy that plays Lee because I don't think he's relevant. Um so I was like what are they in next? And I wanted to show you or read to you the the blurbs of the movies that they were they're going to be in next and you're going to tell you. me you're going to tell me which one you think is gonna be better or that you will like better okay perfect so joey king but i think i already know okay joey king (laughs) is gonna be in a movie in 2020 april 2022 called bullet train um and it has brad it's an ensemble cast it has like brad pitt it has michael shannon logan lerman uh sandra bullock bad bunny and joey no yeah what is it about? Is it an action okay, movie? It sounds premise. action. Five assassins find themselves mm-hmm. on a Japanese bullet train, realizing mm-hmm. all their individual assignments are interconnected. Okay, this sounds Thoughts? like it was made for me. This is exactly the movie that I want to pay $13 for and watch uh, in the theater. It does sound a lot like um, Train to Busan, which is like a Korean uh, action thriller, but there's no zombies. Okay, and then Jacob Elordi... <laughs> Is gonna be in a movie coming out January 2022. Ready? It ha it's an upcoming American erotic psychological thriller called uh. Deep Water, starring Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. No. So they already filmed this? Uh it sounds like yeah, because they have to they have to release it in January, so I feel like they're done. But it's Deep Water based on a book by Patty Highsmith, who's like the person who wrote um Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, wow. And it's erotic? Who's going to be erotic in it? Is Jacob going to be erotic? A married couple who have fallen out of love with each other begin playing deadly mind games against one another, then begin seeing those around them dying. Okay. I guess I have to see both of these movies. I don't know what to tell you. They sound incredible. I actually, before I thought it was like an ensemble cast, like it honestly both sound like really good projects. Both have like hot, relevant stars. Like, Jacob Elordi in the Ben Affleck Ana de Armas is like really good. Like their their agents are doing good work. <laughs> and I'm excited more for Joey King just because I feel like I've mostly seen her now in Kissing Booth where she's just overacting probably under like sure. the direction to overact and seeing her in Slenderman even though yeah. Um <laughs> she like she was fine in that and so I'm excited to see her do some serious work. You should see um, The Conjuring because she does a good job. I remember her as the child whose foot was pulled by ghost in Conjuring. And I'm then, scared. 
okay. Well, you could also <laughs> go to YouTube and look up Joey King in The Conjuring or Joey King in Dark Knight, where she's child Ra's al Ghul. Like, she does a pretty good job in, like, spooky flashbacks in Dark Knight. Do we um, know what Joey King's background is? Like, are, does she have crazy parents? Why is she an actor? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. She has, like, parents that, like, put her into commercials as a baby and stuff. I mean, okay. She's probably do you mean like up. are her are her parents like Hollywood people? I don't think so, but they were like sort of really into making her an actor. Mm. But yeah, actually, I thought you would be really, really into the Deep Water one because it's the erotic psychological thriller. But now I realize the Train one is also your jam. I think also watching Voy- the Voyeurs, which was erotic psychological thriller, I'm kind of like those can be really bad. You know yeah, but I mean? if it's if it's Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, it may not be. That's true. Ugh, I'm oh, so wait. Also, I'm wait, so what am around. I saying? Also, it's a movie with Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, but he's now with Jennifer. What am I saying? I you're no. you're saying everything right. But that might make it. That might like supercharge the movie. You know what I'm saying? I think everyone in the world is gonna want to see them <laughs> fucking. And I wonder then, if they'll make. Do you think they'll yeah. make a reference to the um the cardboard cutout that he had to put in the trash <laughs> for true fans only? Okay, we should jump right in. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> okay, Elle struggles to decide between Harvard, where her boyfriend Noah goes, and Berkeley, where her best friend Lee goes. She's been accepted to both, but says that she's on the waiting list. Lee's girlfriend Rachel seems uncertain about going long distance. The biggest conflict occurs when the Flynns plan to sell their summer house and Elle's dad reveals he's dating a lady named Linda. There is an emotional scene of the kids looking at old memories in the beach house and sniffing baseball gloves. The kids offer to live at the summer house to help with the selling process. When Elle chooses Harvard, Lee runs away like a little baby. To make it up to him, Elle suggests they complete the beach bucket list, a list they made when they were kids. Starting off strong with some extremely unrealistic college takes, um... Both admission. Okay, it's summer. Oh yeah, the college it decision is summer. Is fucking stupid. <laughs> She's planning to go to college in August. Typically, that's when college begins, end of August, early September. Both of the admissions officers are calling her. If I had to guess, what happens when you don't reply to a college offer letter? Nothing happens. You lose that option at the date that they give you, and you're done. Yeah. They have like a spot or they have a due date. And then if not, if you don't answer by then, you're you're toast. Even yet, if you just like forget. It is funny that like to imagine just like two like middle aged like college admissions people calling Joey King specifically because they want Joey King to be at the college. Yeah, she hasn't that, done that, anything. That, that I think happens that. when like <laughs> actors want to go to college. Like I imagine like Brown University calling Emma Watson and stuff. Oh hell yeah! USC calling Zac Efron. Anyway, um, Jane, <laughs> part of this montage is that they um, make reference to a scene in Kissing Booth One where they have sex in the science lab, mm-hmm. but then a, a, a CCTV, <laughs> yes, for some reason, like records them. My question is, under what circumstances would you watch an accidental sex tape of yourself with your partner? Jane's shaking her head. Never. I don't... That's sort of just not my my thing, I guess. Um, maybe yeah, if but you wouldn't like even a, just, like, see... You wouldn't if it was a flattering like, angle, I would consider it. 
but they have to but you have to to watch it to see if it is flattering i guess that's like then that's my answer i would watch for the first few minutes see how i'm looking and if i'm looking good i don't even care about my partner at this point (laughs) if i'm looking good i'll continue to watch i do think it's still it doesn't make sense that they had that in their school for the science lab but also like that they that netflix was like one part of this montage is them going to be watching their sex tape. Yeah, this movie really, really sort of... It's for children, but it does include some very PG-13 topics in a way that's not realistic or helpful oh, to you, anyone. PG-13 as in like... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, did they recast Noah and Lee's dad? Mm. I was like, I've never seen this person ever. I just don't think we ever... Oh, good question. That's a really good Maybe. question. I, have I don't no know. Idea. I don't know. We should have researched. Similarly, the beach house. So the premise of this this oh, movie yeah. is that this beach house is really, really important to all of them. They spent all of their summers there growing up. They measured their heights on the wall. They had so much fun. There's pictures of people who look nothing like them all over the walls that are their younger selves. And they're supposed to be like really emotionally distraught. But we've never heard of this house before. Is that correct? Uh, I think in the end of, or one, at one point in Kissing Booth 2, perhaps even as part of a montage, they just like say that they spent some time there in the summer. Um, yeah. Like, you know, just went, went for a week or something. Um, I just like, I no longer, I mean, maybe it's just been so long since we were teens, but <laughs> it's just like, wow, the time to just like spend a week doing nothing at the beach. Like, it's just so removed from my life. Um, that I, I can't relate. I do think it's it's an insanely beautiful house. Like they kind of go in and like, it's a shithole and we have to clean it up. And it's like, great. Mm-hmm. Also, there if, if you own multiple properties that look like that, you're going to hire movers. You're not going to yeah, have your children. You're not going to have your children packing. do it. Uh, they have, they uh, have like mildly culturally appropriative things around. Did you notice that? I didn't. Tell oh, okay. me, tell me your wisdom. Um, Lee just like goes into a room and there's like mild, there's like weird, I don't know, I can't even remember now, but there's weird like things he collected in there. I also, Rachel, his girlfriend, is sort of like the normal person in this scenario, and she just Agreed. like, she just like, he's like, yeah, da, 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 and she's like, uh, yeah, sure. That's that's like all the conversations in this opening montage, which I actually think they did a good job sort of foreshadowing how Rachel is like. I think all of you are crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, ugh, they foreshadowed it. I mean, they basically told us. I was like, oh, okay, they're going to break up. That's what's going to happen. Um, but I agree that she's normal. Another thing I struggled with with this beach house as the fundamental plot point is that Noah and Lee have this tortured relationship in the first movie that is that is supposedly corrected when they go on their summer trip that's in the montage. They're um, Elle is like, I love seeing Noah and Lee become friends. It's confusing to me that they have like no trauma to work through because they had like a very violent relationship. And then also when they're like mem- they're they're like reminiscing about this beach house, wouldn't they have bad some bad memories? Yeah, because they it's sort of like hated each other. It's sort of like Dear Evan Hansen. In what way? <laughs> Like, wouldn't he have to work through a lot of memories of Noah being violent to him, which is essentially the relationship between the brother and sister? And yes. Man. No, actually, good point. 
I think that they, they would sing no requiem, requiem for the house. <laughs> okay, I also think it's weird that like um L sort of like is just like super attached to the house also, but maybe I just like don't have a childhood best friend who is richer than me and took me on all their vacations with them. I really like how Rachel's like walking around has absolutely no relationship with this house and Lee like cannot shut up about his memories with L yeah. and just like keeps like talking about that. And then, and then there's this like, <laughs> there's a scene where he's like, look at this doorknob. We used to pretend it's a big diamond. And then he takes the doorknob off the door and puts it on Rachel's hand. And she is understandably like, what the fuck? It really, that really doesn't work. That just, the whole thing doesn't work. And they bring back this diamond thing in the past. Like, it's just trying to create emotion that where it doesn't exist. It just... Also, I will say that the same problems that exist in the previous two movies, primarily for me, is Lee and Elle acting and being together in any capacity that exists in this movie. (laughs) Whenever they're laughing about anything, it's like they're trying to laugh as loud as possible. Yeah. And as annoying as possible. It sort of makes you feel like you're watching Barney. Like, there's parts of this movie (laughs) that feel like they're for kids, and then there's parts that are absolutely not. Should or we for move people on? who like sex tapes of children in science ah, labs. Should we okay. move on? Yes. Noah, Elle, Lee, and Rachel move into the beach house and throw a massive party. Lee connects with Ashton, a Berkeley guy, and Elle is jealous. Mm. Lee and Elle begin the bucket list, completing a variety of expensive and gluttonous activities. Noe asks Chloe, his college bestie, to come stay for a while, and Elle runs into Marco, the guy she kissed while in a relationship. He's working at a water park for the summer where Elle wants to go for a bucket list activity. Understandably, Noah is frustrated, but they talk it out and seem fine. Chloe shows up on some massive boat, hoping to evade her fighting parents. Elle meets Linda, who she judges immediately as a poor replacement for her mom. I forgot I had a question for you. Okay. (laughs) Would you be down to start a regular beach trip where we may actually develop a sentimental attachment to a house? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's do that. Um, This party. This party is crazy. (laughs) Like... I'm so confused about this party and about who these people are. Like, hundreds of people, <laughs> strobe lights, like, so much alcohol. Who bought the alcohol? Everyone's drinking. What did you think about this freaking party? Tuppen's back. That was Tuppen what I is thought. back. And he's <laughs> fine. He's just in the gang. He's large. He's Looking just large, large. Hanging out. Um,. Yeah, I mean, many aspects of this, I was like, my parents would just, like, not allow me to do this, even if we had the house, because, like, the party looks like something that a professional planned. Yes. (laughs) And would have to clean up. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I honestly, like, glazed over the party because, like, so much happens. I will say I'm glad (laughs) that Elle is less naked in this movie. Sure, I do think that they they sort of I don't know. Now it's about now the the plot arc of L is like, what do I want to do with my life? Which is reasonable because like, you know, <laughs> I think this film is corrective. That's what I wanted to ultimately talk about. Is I feel like hmm. they put out the first movie. It was terrible. Everyone was like, this is sexist and awful. And they sort of have this arc for her in this one that is trying to right some of the wrongs of the first movie while still being terrible. Did any of the bucket list items appeal to you? Um, none of them 
appealed to me, but they some of them stood out to me. For example, turn Noah into an ice cream sundae. Oh, that one I was like, they're just pouring a bucket of... <laughs> I don't know. Of ice cream. Something white and goopy on him. I totally oh. did not. <laughs> I totally did not catch that it was supposed to be ice cream. And I was like, I don't know if this is supposed to be something weird with Jacob Lordy. <laughs> I mean, it. I would say it is weird because they were just like so thrilled about dumping ice cream on this kid. Did you want to do skydiving? I've already gone. Oh, tell us about that. Um, I went skydiving for my 25th birthday in Maine. It actually got rained out, so we had to, like, cancel for my birthday itself and go in the fall, but that was prettier. And it was really fucking awesome. Like, I highly recommend it. You know, there's a person strapped to you the entire time, so you literally don't do shit. Like, you just you just go along for the ride. Um, it's on my bucket list to never go skydiving. Um, the first, like, the free-falling part is scary, but the parachuting part is really nice. I honestly I just, like, wish don't. you could go do it. I don't want to do it, but I support those who do. And another thing, though, you don't, I mean, like, it's it's not a cheap thing. Yeah. Well, that's like, my other costs, question. Like, what do yeah. we think was the total cost of doing all these items? <laughs> like... At least $3,000? Yeah, I was going to say in the thousands. One of them is like cage swimming with sharks, which also doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because it makes sense for South Africa, but it doesn't make sense for California, I think. Oh, I don't I don't actually know. But like, why would that be on your bucket? (laughs) None of this makes sense. Another thing high school. Exactly. It's really important to remember that they made this bucket list as children. And one of the items they put on the list is live together at berkeley why are these people planning their college life when they're so young you don't think about that are we told what age they make the list no it's just young and they they're finding it they're they're sort of finding it and surprised by it their senior year so i'm assuming it's middle school or younger she is sort of like oh let's do it and for a second he's like uh i don't know and i thought he was like saying that because like she has to work a bunch of shifts for her job because she she's allegedly like poor. But like time management is another plot point in this. Yeah, when is she working? When is she falling movie. from the sky? Yeah. Um, my question was, would your parents allow you to do this like whole summer in a beach house with friends thing and your partner? Um mm. as a high schooler? That's a really good question. And if not, th- what do you think they would tell you is the reason they would not? I think they would because my parents are not, they're lazy, they have a laissez-faire parenting technique. Um, <laughs> one summer that I should have worked and, and didn't and didn't go to camp, I was in that like middle middle age where you, you could go to camp, you could get a job, and instead I sat around and watched TV for like eight hours a day for three months. And they, <laughs> they, ne- they never stepped in to be like, maybe you should try and do something else. So yeah, I think they would be fine with it. I think, like, well, first of all, I do think that, like, I really miss having absolutely no obligation. So maybe they were like, this is the last, this is her last chance. To, like, no, they don't think that too hard. They don't truly? think too hard about me. <laughs> I love but, them, like, but. Do you feel, do you feel that was your last chance to truly spend three months with absolutely zero obligation? To I do any activity? feel that, I mean, that might be, no, I had other opportunities, but what I was going to say is. The summer that I worked at Forever 21, which was a terrible job, mm. I feel less anxious about because I look back at it and I'm like, at least I was 
doing anything. For sure, for sure. But it still was like, you know, there's no, there's never going to be any time in your life that for three months no one was like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Except for me with like my school, yeah, except my for summer you, reading. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I, I've never had any fun in my life. My parents would basically not allow this to happen. And the primary reason is because of couples sleeping together in the yeah. same bed. <laughs> yeah. I knew that would be um, a no no. I do for think. You. I do think that was like pretty cool of their parents, but I also think that like they're losing money. I don't know. Like, <laughs> if they were gonna sell the house, you're right. They would have just like hired movers, cleaned it up, done it at like the start of the summer when people are probably looking to buy. I don't know. Mm, good point. Or like at least stay there. <sighs> they could have Airbnb'd it if they cared about money, which I seems to yeah, be what they, i guess they don't the point is they're like we care whatever it's stupid um okay <sighs> i said um marco enters the chat <laughs> um i'm confused about like where everybody is because she's driving to her shift where she sees marco she's driving to the there's like something about like her dad and babysitting um but she does i really don't like l in this section because she's like Talking to J- Jacob Lordy later, and she's like, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, like, all of the drama with your hot um, business friend <laughs> is behind us. Oh, yeah, by the way, I ran into Marco. And then he gets mad, and she's like, wait, double standard. And I'm like, no, you're a fucking... <laughs> like, yeah. You she, trapped him. <laughs> she fully cheated on him. I truly, I, like, hated women in that... <laughs> In that, in that moment, sentence, in that yeah. moment, you felt misogynist. It was like, she's a snake. <laughs> I will say that... I, first of all, there's no reason for Chloe to be in this movie. That's yeah, except what, I, she goes, there's no reason. Please, you gotta get me the F out of here. <laughs> she says, you gotta get me the F out of here, but dude, but with a British accent. And it just like has been rattling around my brain. We, I think they probably said this already, but the actress is 29 years old. And she, she's 29 going on 35. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There's no reason well, for her to be here. There's, like, some implication that her parents just, like, moored their boat there yes. from 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 London. It doesn't <laughs> make it. I don't know. Well, they were happening? going to South Africa. I, I really, I don't understand. Um, I mean, obviously, the reason I put her in there is just to create this sort of mirror for Marco and um, Elle. But, again, I feel like if you kiss someone in high school while you are dating someone else... You can't talk to them again. And like maybe yeah. that's being harsh and maybe that's not woke and maybe that's not okay, like part okay. of the like open relationship poly culture that <laughs> we're living in. But I don't think you can talk to someone that you kissed while dating someone else if you are 17. You got to cut it off. Uh, you especially can't be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I saw Marco. No, not not just like outside. You need to do that privately, like sitting down with a snack. Okay, my other question is, was her little brother's name always Brad? No idea. Again, a character <laughs> that does not need to be Let's, in this movie. Um. Okay, the next scene is water parks, so I want to go to that. We yeah, okay. Move on. Yeah. Everyone goes to the water park. They go-kart <laughs> in Mario Kart costumes, and when Noah refuses to dress as Wario, Marco steps in. Elle throws shaving cream balls, question mark, and Noah is aggro towards Marco. <gasps> Noah tells Elle that Marco is still interested in him, and Lee backs him up. Chloe reveals her parents are getting divorced, and we know she's obsessed, upset because she misses a shot in pool. Lee and Elle's DDR machine is being thrown out, so they plan 
a final day to play. Noah surprises Elle with a nice dinner, but she has to leave for a bucket list thing and he gets upset. At a fancy restaurant, Elle, Lee, and friends do a flash dance to shut up and dance with me. And by the time <laughs> Elle gets back, Noah is asleep. You couldn't oh, even like read the sentence. Me. Okay, also dated song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jane, what's your experience with water parks? Love water parks. As someone who is always afraid of roller coasters and or someone who got who got and gets motion sickness um water parks were the perfect alternative we would go to a water park every year with my summer camp and i loved the like black tunnel thing where you can't see where you're going um that's so interesting because that's also scary like a roller coaster disagree i think it's the same i um, don't do you have any teen water park stories um, I mean, I definitely remember going to water park and like, you know, you have to wear a bathing suit and like you're just mm. running around on this like wet, gravelly <laughs> land. Wet. And, and you're like, what? One time I was very scared. There was this ride that goes straight down and you also, it's not a normal thing with a, with a tube. It's with a heavy sled, like a heavy <laughs> sled. And you're going at like a 45 degree angle or even steeper and I walked all the way up to the very top. And then I looked down. And I was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah, but it's hard. I to just like down. couldn't do it. And so there was people behind me who were really supportive. And a man who at the time I thought was like a true adult. But he was probably like 30. And he was just like, you can do it. Like, you got it. And then I went down and it was really fun. Oh, my God. That would be us. Like that. I would be yelling that at person. children to go. <laughs> You I would, would be that person trying to be like, you can do it. And they'd be like, who is this old lady? <laughs> <laughs> My um, childhood, like formative experiences, water parks also really loved them. But also like also in in, you know, tropical countries, it's open all year round. It's <sighs> when it's raining and it's like, yeah, it's just like a very common thing to go to with your family and stuff. But. I do have like a very formative experience, which is that I went with my family to one and we got in one of those where you all can sit in like a big circular raft oh, hell and go yeah. down the slide. Um, yeah. And so like me and my brother were like kids and then my parents went with us. Um, but <laughs> my dad had like a rotting toenail. No. Um, from another from another like unrelated injury. Okay. And it fell off while we were on the no! ride and it went down the slide ahead of us. And so the whole time we were just like watching it being really grossed out, like screaming. Oh. And so it's just the image is just in my head of my dad's toenail, like slipping down the slide. And then we're also like hurtling towards it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. That was, I just wanted to, um, you know, unload some of that. What trauma. color was it? Just so we can really picture it. It was very dark. It was like darker. <laughs> it was darker than it should have been. Don't if if you like really stub your toe real bad, your toenail will turn like really dark and fall off. Um mm. that was uh the distressing scene here, similar to my distress at the toenail, was the Mario Kart scene. Oh yeah. Uh where I was just like ugh. I was just like, why are we here? Like what's happening? Like and Nate, Nate at this point sort of looked over my shoulder and was like, how did we get here? Like, why is there an audience? There's a random POC character that we've never seen before. There's actual shit they're throwing at each other's faces while they're driving go- go- golf go-karts. go-karts. 
it does seem unsafe and also extremely unrealistic and also very Why is there an audience? It's very detailed. Like there was a lot of planning and logistics that went into this that we didn't see and that I don't believe they're capable of of doing. Also expensive. The characters or the movie crew? Uh, everyone involved. <laughs> it's very dangerous. I do think like Again, this one felt like it was for kids. I think I felt worse about myself watching this scene than like uh, almost like any other thing I've watched for the pod. Like I truly was like close to turning it off. Wow. (laughs) They're trying to also sort of, if this was a 30 Rock bit, it would be Mm. like Liz Lemon pretending to be Sally going like chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Like they're trying to (laughs) emulate Mario Kart and like they're doing the noises, you know. What, do you know what I'm trying Kart. to mean? Is like they're Who trying. Who's Sally? I might have made that up. Some cartoon. <laughs> but I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say is they're trying. Yeah, I to know what you're saying. Take us out of Kissing Booth world and have us momentarily like be in the Mario Kart world. And I don't understand how that fits with the rest of the movie. And it's just unrealistic and also stupid. I don't know, like. What, okay, what else did you think? Who Why did you want to turn it Mari- off? Who else says Mario and not Mario? Listeners, wait. New Jerseyans. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about the scene anymore. Okay, yeah. I've gone Can on we talk about <laughs> No, it's not you. It just makes me feel bad. Um, then they have the date, right? They have like a date, or well, well, a failed date that Noah sets up like, Literally, like, a scene that looks like a florist and a wedding design mm-hmm. consultant had mm-hmm. to be in on it, where he has, like, flowers and, like, arches everywhere. Yep. And he's she's like, Noah, you did all of this? And I'm like, no. Yeah, no way. <laughs> um, what's, what's your take on the flash mob? <sighs> okay, my <laughs> note is that they're really not my thing. I'm sort of uncomfortable. Like, I'm uncomfortable when people need attention <laughs> where they're not deserving of it like i don't you know how to- i think you would have hated me in college because i was an acapella kid you would have absolutely hated but like <laughs> if you're singing acapella at an acapella performance y- people are there sure. to see it like it's on purpose but a flash dance is people that are forcing mm. humans that are enjoying their day doing something else <laughs> To look at them and be like, wow, isn't that neat? Well, there was like half the restaurant also involved. Yeah. In flash mob. And that was a nice my, restaurant. I just want to go eat was, there. My comment was like, they're doing a flash mob. Supposedly in this world, no one is filming them, mm-hmm. but they're all facing one direction. Mm-hmm. So if I were eating in the restaurant, I would have been like, you should have just done like a performance to each table. Oh, that's so much better. You're a true like, They're performer. all facing one direction. Yeah, Liam Um, and and Harry and Neil. Wish they had been in there. Can I discuss? Um, I have been in a flash mob before. Okay. (laughs) However, it was for a specific purpose. It was to, it was actually to advertise the college musical, and I wasn't in the musical, but I signed up to volunteer for the flash mob so I could be a person that was truly unexpected to be in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So it was just trying to get like the students in the dining hall to buy tickets for the musical. And the musical was Hairspray. So it was really fun. That would be fun. It was really fun. I will admit that I'm not like a total cynic. And there is a part of me that that if I were near a flash mob, like I I wouldn't want to be so close to the people performing that they that I would have to interact with them. But if Spit I was far you. away enough where I could kind of like observe it, I would like that. <laughs> I th- Here's my opinion. I think that a flash mob is inherently cringe and it has to be so good, so surprising or just like good dancing or something. Like something about it has to like s- surprise you enough that you forget that it's cringe. Yeah. Um, and also what added yeah. to the cringe was when they finished the dance and then they kind of sat down and it was all quiet and then they all got really excited and cheered and we're like, Yay, yeah, that makes no it. sense. That's like when the people like clap on the airplane and I don't like it. Like when they, when they land? <laughs> yeah, I don't oh. like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like spontaneous clapping. <laughs> interesting (laughs) let's move on wait wait no i do have another comment okay 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 they start talking about Elle's college choice in this section and i have the note no offense but who would question the choice to go to harvard and i stand by that she doesn't have to think about her passion just go to harvard you're gonna be okay they don't bring up what to me is the obvious thing here which is that i think uc schools are are very cheap for California residents and she's supposedly mm. like having trouble paying for it. So Harvard would give you everything in loans, but UC would probably give you more in just like grants. So you wouldn't have as much student debt because she is a California resident. So that I think should have been <laughs> the main conversation. I don't but know. instead it's a conversation about your best friend versus your boyfriend. Yeah. The two most important. <laughs> but I agree with you. Life. Um, as the Ivy correspondent on this show, I agree. <laughs> as someone who regrets their choice of college, I would have said, go to fucking Harvard, dude. We'll um, deal with the money later. We also, like, can't, like, play up enough how she just, like, applied to Harvard really haphazardly on a whim because Noah was going. And so, like, it's a miracle she got in. She absolutely doesn't know anything about the school. Also, you have to take another SAT subject test to apply there. So I don't believe that you could just do it. Last Maybe week. she just had an SAT subject like test already taken, you know? Did you take any of those? Yeah, I had to for yeah, for US schools. But I, I specifically I didn't Latin. apply to Harvard. I didn't apply for Harvard because I didn't have I think you had to take like four for Harvard. That's so stupid. Yeah, it's so many. <laughs> That's so stupid. I think I took a Latin subject test and like maybe one other one, but I don't remember. Say maybe something English. in Latin. You don't you don't really speak Latin. <laughs> Because it's not, it's, you just read it. And also all the things are like Regina, Church. which is queen. Like Regina stabs the commoner. Regina? Yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Elle breaks <laughs> down to Marco while Noah comforts Chloe, who's upset about her parents. Noah surprises Elle with another romantic night, which seems to make things all right. Noah finds Elle's acceptance letter from Berkeley, showing that she really p- had picked him over Lee. At the big July 4th party, Noah confronts mm. Marco about wanting Elle. Marco punches him, and Noah drives away on his motorcycle. As Elle cries, Marco admits his feelings for her, and then she asks him to leave. During family board games, Elle is really rude to Linda, and then calls her dad selfish. Uh, A day later, or days later, Noah is still missing, and Elle finds him under the Hollywood sign. (laughs) Noah says he doesn't want to hold Elle back from going to college with Lee and breaks up with her. She shows up to the arcade too late, and the DDR machine is gone. Lee freaks out about how 
about how Elle cares about Noah more than him. Elle calls Lee out on his privilege and says all of their rules are done. Um, maybe we can finally discuss Lee's mental health in this movie and him just like fixating on shit. It's uh, they actually do not a good job, but they do <laughs> make it clearer to us that like he is everyone's having anxiety and issues about leaving high school and like their little California bubble, but like he's definitely like the worst. Like I he's being the dumbest. Like no one's addressing no it. He has no identity. Like he has n- <laughs> nothing else besides L, which is why he's just, so yeah. possessive over her. I think his identity is that he can't move on. He's like he wants to be stuck in Barneyland. Here's what I really, really want to discuss that is revealed in this section of the movie. Did you catch that Chloe canonically, as a character, says she is 23? What? Yes. Wait, why is she a sophomore? Yes. Can we discuss? Is she a grad student? Why is she there? How Why is she friends with Noah? Huh. I guess he's like really tall. It's so like (gasps) it truly derailed my watching of this movie. I started screaming. Maybe she took um a year off to start her own business. Like four years off. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um, do you remember at any time being like a teen in a bad relationship and you're like really stupid? So you're like, I'm gonna fight for this relationship. Okay. Like, I just feel like, I feel like when you're younger, you do actually sort of like dramatize that way. But this movie didn't make the point that like this is stupid <laughs> yeah so i had a lot of the same same feelings this is not something that i experienced as a teen but it's something that i fully recognize now as an adult in a healthy relationship that relationships do require a certain amount of work but you should not be having to fight for them regularly you sh- you shouldn't have to be harming yourself you should ultimately like go to bed very confident in your relationship and so if you are having to put that much work into it you can have something better and i feel like chloe's a terrible friend to be like my parents didn't fight for it well they're on their boat screaming at each other like something's happening here so chloe's stupid absolutely i think uh, i do okay i will confess that as a teen i had some i dated two people in high school and both times i will say that um there were the the people in question the boys in question had like their own like mental health struggles they were going through as did i and i was truly in this like main character phase where i was like i've got to make this work and like it's worth it and like you know just like you do dramatize like that and you feel like you're the main character in the movie so i could kind of relate to that but even then in the back of my head i was like i think i'm gonna look back on this and be like you should have just stopped wow you were so (laughs) So, smart no i just i just think like there's absolutely no self-awareness of this movie that like it's like silly Mm, yeah i don't know you're you're sort of made to root for them and that's not uh, chloe is supposed to be the one who is giving good advice to noah and she's giving bad advice another sin this movie commits why does a lifeguard have his phone in his pocket not good also, necklace with bathing suit. Multiple people are wearing necklaces with their bathing suit. Is that a thing oh, that that's men a good, do? That's a good choice. Yeah, like I think it's something in like the nineties. Oh, <laughs> also like a puka shell necklace. We see <laughs> Elle running around in a bathing suit, and I'm not like 
it's not offensive to me in terms of she's being objectified. Like they're on the beach, but what's weird to me is that it's such an emotional scene and I can't really imagine like being mostly naked and like sobbing in front of, I don't know. You're just so (laughs) vulnerable. (laughs) It's just too much. Also, I had the notes. Weigh in in if you've been mostly naked and sobbing. (laughs) In public, it's important. Um, I also had to note that this is only about halfway through the movie. Yeah, it's like really okay. Oh my god, I've there's like so much. Okay. Also, who's Randy? Who is Randy? Wait, no, literally, who's Randy? What do you mean? The person. I I think there's just like random names that they say. Like there's there's character. So first, okay, wait. Let me let me step back a second. So there's. Um, Lee and Noah's dad, right? And he has a name that we never learn, but they say his name multiple. Oh, they we learn it presumably because they they do actually say his name a few times, and I'm like, I have no idea who that is. And then um, there's a character named Randy, um, <laughs> that like <laughs> they they again sort of like assume you know who it is. It's just like the person of color that like is in the go-kart scene oh. and also at the at the parties and they're like, hey Randy, and I'm like, you are like reverse engineering this so that we're supposed to know who he is. I'm not going and back it's to just find because Randy. they wanted like a black character. He's yeah. just like the one black man. Yeah. <sighs> what did you think about the entire you aren't my mom? Okay. This movie. Okay. A big part of it is that Elle's dad is dating someone and that she is not ready for her dad to date someone. She's just not like emotionally open to having another woman in her life. And she's she is terrible about it. She's so rude to this person unnecessarily. She's so mean to her dad who raised her by himself. And she gives a whole like, you aren't my mom's speech. You're never going to fill her shoes which feels really, really done. Like, it's just we've seen it a million times. And it almost doesn't feel like it fits Elle's character. Like, she's a really open person. And even though she loves her mom, it's never been... Uh, it just never seemed like it's mattered to her that her mom is dead. <laughs> Jane starts giggling in the middle of that. Um, my comment was that they play Monopoly, which like means that they're going to be hanging out with each other for like at least two and a half hours which to me is like not a good solution for when you try to get your family to have a new member anyway i'm linda linda's the stepmom or soon to be stepmom mm-hmm. or not stepmom what am i saying Step Just girlfriend like, like step <laughs> girlfriend of the dad i'm really obnoxious then i freak out well she's not obnoxious she's just like normal but she is like you but like why don't we all uh what does she say to like pick the Monopoly pieces? She says we're all gonna roll. Oh yeah, she's like, let's roll the dice, which like is unnecessary. Like I think that was obnoxious of her. The one bad thing she did, <laughs> and then she freaks out when it's obvious people are annoyed by it, which is also relatable to me. <laughs> like do something annoying, then freak out, and then her dad like gets freaked out because of that. But my main question about it was, do you like Monopoly? <laughs> like uh, yes, do you I like do. it. I do, and I think that tracks with me. I like almost every board game. I think that I'm pretty good at Monopoly. I really like, you know, when you try and get those expensive places, when you're putting those hotels down, (laughs) 
Um, even though obviously I don't appreciate the general sentiment of the game, it is fun. A regular girl boss on our hands. No, I I like Monopoly. I just think it's an insane choice to play with a family with a young kid, like for multiple with ages, children. It's yeah, kind you of should hard. not be playing yeah. Monopoly with with children. You need to play with seems committed. Brad adults. seems the most excited. Okay, the other thing I wanted to discuss <laughs> is that this is the part of the movie where like. So my thing about the Kissing Booth movies is that a lot of it is just like bland and like annoying, but then like they're always to me at their most interesting and twisted when like really upsetting or like dark shit is happening and there's like no warning or build up to it. Like there's a volleyball fight and then suddenly Jacob and Marco are like really at each other's throats and they're like... (laughs) he's like you still want l and marco's like shut up i was like good job buddy and he's like i really he's like i'd really like you to not let him back into our lives l and i'm like damn like i don't think i've ever had beef with someone that my partner had to be like we can't let them back into our lives Mm. but but then like lee also goes to this really dark place because like he ultimately i think lee is still not over the fact that his best friend had sex with his brother right like i just like really think that's at the heart of it so (laughs) this is this is like sort of what i do look forward to about the movie if at all is like them suddenly getting into a really dark place and i had the really upsetting thought do you remember like marco leaves her like a voice memo yes which is crazy yeah first of all crazy to do that but i had a really dark thought that the voice memo marco left was going to be a suicide note. oh my god you have been watching all the movies we've been watching because you're fucked up but it but the movie does sort of take it's like remember the first movie when lee and noah have their big fight and it gets really upsetting yeah and like this is the part of the movie where like people are just like acting like psycho at the same time we are supposed to recognize that noah has shown growth because there's (laughs) there's this moment where marco hits him and then the entire everyone (laughs) at the beach leans in they're like (gasps) yeah yeah. and they lean in and we all and the camera pans to noah's face we look at l and then noah walks away and we're like yeah good job noah you didn't Beat the living <sighs> shit out of this guy. <laughs> you didn't, like, kill the guy. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the the other big plot point here is that they break up, right? Absolutely incoherent reason for breaking up. Like, obviously, yes, like, people shouldn't stay together until college, but, like, his reasoning is that, like, now she'll get to go to school with Lee. Like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. It, the, I, this, I don't know. Uh, I mean, was it a nice thing for him to do? No. Okay. It is It is funny that, like, the guts that this movie has, that they're just like, Harvard is irrelevant. Like, it doesn't matter that she's choosing between Harvard and... Bur- like, it doesn't matter which school. It's like, just the about the boys. Thing. The boys! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, a lot of guts to make that move. <laughs> but now we're going to okay. correct it in the final... Yeah, let's go like to the final 50 minutes. I actually have, I have, yeah, I was going to say, like, so much still happens that, like, I feel like I've been talking for, like, two hours. Okay. Mrs. Flynn tells Elle to find her dream and choose her college based on that. Rachel breaks up with Lee, saying that the timing is wrong. Elle apologizes to her dad and Linda, who forgive her. At the last party of the summer, Marco says, well, first of all, Marco shows up. Marco says he's taking a gap year in New York to work as a musician. Elle admits to Lee that she'd been accepted into Berkeley, but didn't want to tell him to protect him. 
Elle says goodbye to the beach house and mails Miss Flynn a gift, addressing the note as mom. As Lee drives off to college, we see younger versions of him and Elle. At the last minute, Miss <laughs> Flynn decides not to sell the beach house. Elle finds the DDR machine in her garage. Elle goes to USC for video game design. <laughs> Sorry, this is psycho. <laughs> Six years later... <laughs> Six years later, Lee, Rachel, and Elle go back to the kissing booth, and Noah shows up in a suit. They decide to ride motorcycles together. Did I interpret that correctly? They just, they're like, yeah, let's ride some motorcycles together. Yeah, but the point is, like, now she has her own motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Girls, okay, get yourself first, your own Oh, cycle. my God. So much. Okay. First, love the choice of putting Rachel in the staircase, looking down and realizing, like, wait a second. I could just break up with him. Like, there's no reason I have to be, like, in this bullshit with these three absolutely insane people. Like, Ellen Noah broke up. Like, you know what that means. Like, Yeah. Okay. I I realized that I meant to ask this earlier, but when, when Elle finds Noah under the Hollywood sign, has he been living there? <laughs> it's like she's days like, later. She, she's like, suddenly I know where to to hang out. Also, in that scene, did you notice she has like a Gilmore Girls esque outfit? No, she looks like Rory in that scene. Anyway, I think he should have been like. I, I would have liked if he was like dehydrated, and there had been <laughs> there had been like um wrappers of protein bars, and he's just like Survivor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, um, Chloe at one point calls L brilliant. You're brilliant. <laughs> and I think that would mean a lot to me if I was if Chloe. Yes. If Chloe did it. I would be like, fuck um, this. I'm brilliant. Yeah. So this is like, there's a, they're on about an hour and 15 minutes in. There's about 40 minutes left in the movie. And now they're starting to talk about like Harvard and like what she should do and whether she should just like be smart and go and like pursue her dream. Do you think Marco's going to do well in New York? He's going to go busking. That's his career path. I feel like I'm he's going to go- see him at the Union Square station. I think he's the kind of guy who like could find an agent just by busking. Oh. Like someone could be because he's, oh. you know, because he's no. just like tall and handsome and like fine. I think probably what the best case scenario for him is that he's so hot and like popular and wears nice clothes that he'll like go to a bunch of like Lower East Side like clubs and stuff and like meet people that are in a band and then maybe play some gigs with them, mm-hmm. not make any money and then move back. Okay, so you think he's going to fail where I think he's going to flourish. Well, I think he'll see that as a success. Oh, okay. Because he's with like cool people, but he's I don't think he's going to like make a paycheck out of it so he just wants to kind of go and have the experience that's what i think and i think if he does that he'll he'll see it as a success okay um did you notice lee (laughs) doing some architectural sketches yeah (laughs) have we did we know this is this something we knew i just like like it because that's when she dumps him yeah she's just like he's like let me show you like what i'm gonna do in college she's like bye i hate everyone in this franchise lee cries also, way I, too I much don't also. Like, i don't like how they do rachel's makeup and Elle's makeup oh i think rachel looks so pretty i think they do a little too like peachy of a blush on her anyway mm-hmm. um she also slaps Elle slaps tuppen's butt which makes me really happy but there's like a big cameo of like people that you recognize mm-hmm. from the previous movies like the gay couple yes we get to see <laughs> this movie is trying to do everything and like it's almost trying to do fan service 
But like, we don't, like, I don't need to see every character. And I didn't like her slapping Tuppence butt. And I thought that his hug with her was really intimate. It was the kind of hug. Yeah. He like hugged her and like put his like little chin in her hair. More like massive, like mountainous chin. Sure. (laughs) But I'm like, they're not friends. Like she's not friends with any of these people. They okay. are. He like harassed her in the first movie. I know. I hate okay, it. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when she said she wanted to go to video game design, Nate was watching by this time, and both of us just screamed, "Oh no!" Why? Because it's very challenging and a difficult career path. <sighs> okay. You know what? I'm. I actually am mad about it because she's stealing. There's no other point in this movie that she's like a gamer girl Mm -hmm. like she plays games with um her best friend lee (laughs) (laughs) in the in all the movies but at no point is she a gamer girl okay and i'll tell you why i was the one with the alienware laptop that i took to college i was the one playing games in the library with four guys that were nerds i was the one attending a land party with my ex-boyfriend and then having to go get korean fried chicken afterward with like 19 guys and then I was the one that went to someone's house for a LAN party with my boyfriend and their mom was so excited to see a girl that her hand shook as she was shaking my hand. Okay, she like, has problems. Elle does not, Elle does not hang out with ga- real gamers. Okay, so stolen Valor. She's stealing Valor, yeah. Okay. And I, res- I resent that. <laughs> okay, noted. Um, I was fine with it. <laughs> of all the things that they wanted to, like, what else could she do? I guess, like, be a therapist, be like a therapist i was gonna say they have so many parties in this movie she should have been like an event planner (laughs) true or something to do with lists oh event planning has a lot of lists yeah they should have brought the list thing full circle that could have been so good do event planning and then the last shot is like her as a professional (gasps) with like a earpiece in Mm -hmm. and she has a big list and it's like the same it's like (laughs) crayon With like little drawings. Okay. We we solved the problem. Um, I have a lot more to say. What did you think about the scene where L um Lee is driving away and then we we shoot to L and then there are bodies behind her and it's like the younger iterations of her who look nothing like her. I actually yelped. Like I was like, I said ah! I said they actually made it creepy, like A twenty four vibes. Like, <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, I in this in this uh section, I was also like, I guess I understand that like Molly Ringwald is a surrogate mom, but like what she also does is she like <laughs> she gifts Molly Ringwald the photo of them on the beach mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, but it's like that was in her house. Like, no, is no, this it was photo the new pictures. So I had the same thought. I was very excited because I was like, she's stealing an item from the house, mailing it to Molly Ringwald. But she had a new picture taken and Molly Ringwald hung it up next to the old one. Oh. Side by side. But she still had to mail the old one also. No, it was already in the house. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, But she didn't have to mail it anyway. (laughs) I do think that the mom bit is unsuccessful also because they should have like, they should have... They should have made more of an emphasis on her relationship with Molly Ringwald in a less superficial way for me to care. And also, she shouldn't be fucking her 
brother in this metaphor. Mm, I see. I see. Um, I guess. <laughs> I guess I under. <laughs> I understand that Molly Ringwald's like, oh, it's so great. Now I would. I don't have to be worried about my son like dating someone with piercings because he can just date the sister figure that my other son has had in his life for his entire time. It would be easy. Um, yeah. Are there any locations in any of any of your families? I don't know, locations that you have like fond memories that you can like picture the way that she was picturing former versions of herself. Oh, um, that's an interesting question. My, my go-to answer is no. I mostly picture, if I picture memories of myself rather than like my family, I'm thinking of specific photographs. Mm, But like specific but is it specific? <laughs> is it specific parts of your house or no? Yes, house house parts. What are you? What about you? I feel like you have an, <laughs> you have an answer to this. No, I I was gonna say I my family always had we didn't. Well, that's not true. When when I was really little, my parents had a TV in their room. But then after that, my family didn't really want TVs or computers in our rooms, and so we always had like, um a TV or computer area mm-hmm. on the first floor and you had to go there to view content. <laughs> um, so like that I think is like where I had the most fun and like where I would have friends over and where I, I would always like come home and like see my brother playing a video game or watching Futurama or something. So like that I think is like the one with the most attachment to me. And then my dad just always had a chair that he would watch golf in. Yeah. Actually dad chair. chair. Okay. So chair, chair. <laughs> First of all, my house, my house is fairly small. Like losing our minds. Like the the all of the rooms in my childhood house where my parents still live were in use. It, it wasn't the kind of place where you could be like, let's go to the the den or the living room. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. this is where everyone is. And we had one chair that my dad always sat in, which we we called the green chair because <laughs> it was green. Um, and so he would always <laughs> sit there to watch TV and like sleep with my little Shih Tzu yes, tucked in yes. right beside him. Um, and something I remember is that I would watch a lot of like terrible reality TV and he would get up from the chair and be like, "Ugh, I, I can't watch it. And then he would like go to the kitchen, get a snack, maybe go downstairs to his office and 10 minutes he's back sitting next to me Aww. watching the bad TV. I really like that. That would be like the A24 style ghost that you would see in this part of the movie. Yes. <laughs> Creepy. Okay. Um, I like it. Um, It is weird that she, it's not her house. Like she's attached to her childhood friend's beach house. Like that is weird, right? I I think so. But, but only because it hasn't been established for us, I think. Sure. Like it could, like this exists somewhere in the world. Like somewhere, yeah. somewhat. Like I do feel very fondly for my best friend's Adrian, my best friend Adrian's lake house. Mm. And I like barely have gone there. So this gotcha, must exist gotcha. in in somewhere. So we've <laughs> got to animate like your your ghosts in that house, your teen ghosts. Oh. Um okay, then she moves on to like the interview <laughs> where she has no good game ideas. <laughs> this is so What did you think they were going to ask you, you stupid bitch? <laughs> We were just there like, 
she's going to say kissing booth game. She's going to oh. say kissing booth. But that's not. She just makes up some random ass game. She also gets a little taste of what it's like to be interrupted by a man. Like, mm. prepare yourself for a toxic environment, sweetie. Like, you're going into <laughs> video games. Like, one of the like most awful like um, fields to go into for anyone, let alone like a random woman. I I like that her idea is also marketing forward and like um, profit forward. She's just all about the money. And then later we find out she's working at like a little video game firm. Okay, yeah. She's also like, she's like, it's a small company. Um, it's like, his, it has great opportunities and there's creative freedom. And I'm like, that doesn't exist. Like, that's not. It's also something she read off of an Indeed listing. <laughs> The video game industry is like notably like everybody knows it's it's like very toxic and really awful because again it's one of those things that like everyone wants to do it and so like people are really dispensable. Mm. There's like a bunch of like broy industries like that that like everyone thinks is like a dream job and like is really like um craft beer is also oh. apparently like a really hard place to work. Yeah. They just like really treat you badly as a worker. Uh-oh. Um, what do we think of her hair? Love it. When she's grown up. What okay. do you think? I'm okay with it. I so here's the thing. <laughs> I don't understand why only only she has like a strong physical difference. Did she cut her hair in real life and that's what happened? That's all I can here? that's all I can like glean because in her IG, like she did have a transition to her with that hair okay it does go with her like girl boss persona um but it doesn't make sense that i mean she looks kind of business casual but it doesn't make sense that noah in this scene is wearing a full suit yeah on the for some beach? reason like on a boardwalk, on the boardwalk? Like, just put on some fucking cargo shorts um i do think she sorry i am losing it i do think <laughs> that she looks pretty i gotta be honest <clears throat> she looks pretty white she looks pretty, like with short hair. Like oh, okay. I think she looks I think she looks cute. I like she has pretty um, eyes and like pretty cheeks. She sort of reminds me of the girl in Cruel Summer. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, I actually um, don't like the Cruel Summer <laughs> short hair though. So Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was your reaction when they started to lift their eyes to look toward a certain part of the carnival? what <laughs> they were like oh my gosh look there's still a kissing booth i was just like okay i was like why is it here because i thought it was part of a school event i mean it got so big like now it's part of the town i just don't think that kissing booths can be <laughs> in a public area where you have children and adults like if it's going to exist, it should only be in a single age group. Somewhere in this scene, we were like, there hasn't been a mention of the kissing booth. So I sort of like predicted it. Um, I don't. I also don't think it's real. I think that like the simple. Here's the simple fix they could have done for this is that they could have just done like a high school reunion <gasps> or like homecoming. And it makes sense that they're like in formal attire and they're yes. at the school. Okay. That makes sense. But so when you much think about sense. it, like this movie, they don't film <clears throat> they don't film at the school at all. Yeah. So maybe they just like couldn't. But also, why <laughs> is so does Noah show up unexpectedly? And why does his brother not know that he would be there? 
I don't know, because they're estranged. Anyway, they ride motorcycles at the end individually as a symbol of her standing on her own two feet. That's but what I But clearly they are going to get back together. Yeah, that's, I think, the damning part of this movie, because I was like, it actually is interesting that they make them break up and just, like, live for six years away, and then they're, like, finding their way back to each other. Also, Rachel and Lee get back together, like, Sad the most, like, Rachel. unlikely couple. And they're engaged. <laughs> yes. They're getting married. Uh, and she's a gamer girl. Um, and the iconic line, gotta remember, this all happened <laughs> thanks to the kissing booth. Jane's face is like, you look so embarrassed for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best here. Um, speaking of which, Jane, we had some interesting stories come into the Patreon this week. And we thought that in celebration of uh, three movies of Kissing Booth, I almost said three years of Kissing Booth. <laughs> <laughs> um, we thought we would jump in there with some first kiss stories from the Patreon. That's right. Yeah. You thought you weren't going to do a segment in the middle of the blurb, but we will. Let's do it. Jane, should we start? Yeah. I'll start with Graham. Nothing says time to kiss like an AP Euro study session in a friend's basement while the entire group is still present and someone's practicing lean on me on acoustic guitar. We spent a lot of time in that basement, so I also had my first makeout session there a few weeks later during a Boston legal marathon. <laughs> okay, so many things here. First that like many people are there. Yeah, That's what stands like, out to is- me. That is like really a standout to me and bold. And like, I assume, maybe I shouldn't assume, it sounds like Graham initiated this first kiss while everyone was there. I also want to know, <laughs> I want to know if it's the same person. I like the idea that Graham makes out with, or kisses someone and then weeks later is making out with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, could. Um, but I was gonna say, uh, I I don't think. Well, that's not true. I've definitely like kissed a BF while other people were in the room. Um, we talked about this on our uh, tall girl episode. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever like had a makeout room? And but definitely not a first kiss. No way. That would be so intense. Oh my gosh. I don't. I really don't think that I've. The worst thing was when I, I think I've talked about this was making out at prom, which to me now looking mm. back is horrifyingly embarrassing. Um, I wonder if Graham is embarrassed. I don't know. I mean, the way he's typing, like kind of flexing. Yeah. Also, Boston Legal. Why were all these teens yeah, getting, getting very, together like, to watch Boston Legal? It's a very Massachusetts uh, entry. I do. I do like this study to kiss pipeline. <laughs> I, have, I myself have like benefited from that pipeline. Okay, oh, yes. we should move on. You want to do Jason? Go to the next one. Oh, me. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jason says there are the makeouts in movie theaters. That was always fun. Finding a movie that no one is going to go see and posting up in the back row. Weirdest story. Okay, we first of all, didn't we ask for first kiss story and not weirdest story? <laughs> I no, I did no, give the. No, you I said the, anything. Okay, I okay, said okay. any story. <laughs> okay, okay. Weirdest story. Looking back, is sixth grade doing seven minutes of heaven at someone's birthday party and going in there with a girl and just pecks on the lips the entire time. Honestly, Jason, not that weird because I would also have not known what to do and I might have done the same. <laughs> I also want to say again that Jason does seem really cool. Like, yeah, I yeah. did not make out in the back of movie theaters. 
ever. I know, he's always casually, casually revealing stuff like this. Jason is the other, like, teen in our Patreon that has, like, gone to the beach a lot with friends. Anyway, maybe this movie should have been made about Jason. Um, Jane, did you ever... Are, were you ever exposed to a game like Seven Minutes at Heaven at someone's party where you had to, like, maybe kiss? So I had two experiences Shit. with Spin the Bottle. And one was when I was truly a child. And I remember someone, like, kissing, like, a childhood friend kissing me on the cheek, which was anxiety-provoking. And then what you might call my first kiss came from Spin the Bottle and we were just doing on the cheek, but because the guy and I liked each other, they were like, you should kiss on the lips. And so we did. And then I could never talk to him again because I was so stressed. But you got to kiss him. Were you happy? No, I immediately was. I immediately <laughs> fell into a state of dread. Did he seem like freaked out also? No, he was way cooler than me. And he was oh. he was definitely like a, like, I think it was probably upsetting to him that I had to kind of stop talking to no. him. <laughs> yeah. He never um he, he didn't um accept my Facebook request that I sent within the past <gasps> 4 years. So I think he's oh, doing fine. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think 7 minutes in heaven. Well, okay, there's a trade-off, right? Cuz spin the bottle, you're like kissing in front of everyone. But 7 minutes in heaven, you're alone, but you're in there for 7 minutes, which like at that age, like you're just like, what the fuck? Have you done that? Have you have you did you do it? No, I've never. Um, I've played. I've played like, I think most of all people would play Truth or Dare and not mm-hmm. spin the bottle specifically. But um, seems wild during COVID, right? Ugh. All <laughs> but, those um, germs. But I've never been to any event, any function <laughs> that featured Seven Minutes in Heaven. That's something yeah. that I like would want to happen. But it yeah? n- it never did. You know what I mean? Like you're like, I just want to be forced like, to now. kiss. No. <laughs> Although I do think about how those games would be more fun as adults, but mm, now we can I'm, make our own. Now I'm locked down. You wanna read the next one? Yeah. Okay, Kason. Kason says, My first kiss was perfect. I was fifteen. It was in a grassy field in the rain. It was basically as romantic oh as possible. It was so perfect that the girl I kissed uh dumped me like a month later for my best friend <gasps> at the time. It's okay though, I would soon get my revenge. Oh wait, no, they ended up getting married right after high school, moving to Alaska and having like three kids. But the kiss was good. Alaska. <laughs> Sorry, Alaska, like, did she win? I don't know. What's going on Um, there? I do think it sounds very beautiful. Yeah, that is nice. Mm, I'm happy. Like, I'm just happy. I'm happy that someone had a good kiss. I mean, it does suck that it resulted in that, but bigger and better. Bigger than Alaska? Yeah. (laughs) We're not not, uh, waiting for Alaska fans. Or, wait, you are. Of Um, course I I am. Looking for Alaska, waiting for Alaska. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I think like another thing that sticks out to me here is just like the phenomenon of like your friend group all dating each other. So like the girl mm. like ends up dating his, this person's best friend at the time. Yeah, it's more um, allowable. And that's just like an unfortunate thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely more allow- allowable when you are in kind of a bubble where they're, you you can't really date. People, like, you can't meet strangers as a child, so you have limited options. Not that as a 15-year-old you, like, you know, you need to be dating (laughs) at all, but I do understand why that happens, Um, whereas if- Yeah, and you're all, like, you're all, like, 
in a friend group, presumably because you have similar interests. Yes, yeah, so true, so true. And like, if I broke up with Walter and then he dated my best friend, that would ruin my life. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say my first boyfriend, I remember um, my first boyfriend in high school, his first girlfriend before me was like one of his best friends in the friend group. So I just like have a distinct memory of like days after we decided we were boyfriend and girlfriend, like sit all sitting down to lunch together and me just like looking around and being like, wow, interesting. Like she was his first girlfriend, but like it was fine. Mm, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, wow. it was like fine, but wow. I think just like seeing the connections. Okay, I'm excited to read the next one. Maybe you should um, um <laughs> maybe you should read the highlights. <laughs> okay, I'll try my best. Um so Emily writes in, here's a novel that no one asked for. My first real kiss was when I was 15, and oh my goodness, was it romantic. I was a dishwasher all summer at an all-boys boarding school and in a huge crush on a boy, Eric. I won't I'll redact the last name who was two years older than me also worked as a dishwasher and was extremely dreamy. Um, he used to give me rides to work, asked me to the movies on our last day of work together after stealthily delivering him my phone number by stalking his car and leaving a sticky note with my number. We went on our first date. It was a pizza date. And then they saw Mamma Mia at the at the theater. Um, cheese pizza with green peppers. <laughs> uh, I, I love that that's in there. Uh, after the movie, we drove to the lake near my house, looked at the stars and then at each other and then at the stars and then at each other. And we finally kissed. Oh, my God. Uh, I borrowed a pair of some probably gross sports shorts he had in the car. And then we went night swimming and made out in the lake. In brief, I peaked. That, that was the coolest I've ever been. It has all been downhill from there. <laughs> Eric and I dated for about three months. N honestly, no regrets. I will tell my grandchildren the story and they will think I was a cool kid. Um, he broke my little heart, but no regrets. Okay, that is a really amazing story. Very, I do have some logistical questions. Like, teen movie. Where did she change out of her shorts? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, probably behind the car. Okay. That was my main my concern. Theory. I'm like, was she like, he's going to see me naked? Because like, I feel like that would I would be thinking about that. Here's something. First of all, this is beautiful. I love the detail of like being a dishwasher at an all boys boarding school. There's something about like very erotic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also my um, I went to an all girls school and my brother went to the like brother all boys school. And like most of my crushes in my early teens were from his were all boys brother? school. And so <laughs> and so. A lot of them, well, multiple of them were his friends. So a lot of my memories of seeing crushes is just like boys in like their all boys school uniforms. And then one of them is my crush, you know, um, erotic. Um, I was going to say the thing that sticks out to me is going night swimming and making out in the wet. <laughs> in the like, wet? Isn't that like advanced? That's advanced. I don't really enjoy kissing in bodies of water. Okay, but like I'm saying, if you were 15, like that would have been advanced. Totally. Sorry, my dog is attacking his dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting so excited. This is what he does most of the time. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember being with, actually, yeah, with my first high school boyfriend um, kissing in a swimming pool once, and both of us got really overwhelmed. <laughs> As in, it's just so much. 
It's just so much instantaneous, like instantaneous instantaneous no, orgasm. Like scared. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> like scared at like scared at how horny we became. Because it's just like so <laughs> whoa, it's whoa. just so much skin. Like it's so much skin. Yeah, that's true. Um you're kind of cold. <laughs> that's true. You're closer um, to being naked than you normally would. So that I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I get and that. And it sort of like catches you by surprise because everyone is running around almost naked. Hopefully not sobbing. Throwback to a while ago. Jane, should we um wait, should we tell any weird or early kiss story? I feel like I already I feel told like a good just, one for me. I feel like I did, yeah, with the swimming pool. You'll have to ask us again next time. Can we <laughs> sum up with our three questions? Yeah. Okay. Um, the first question is, is this movie good or bad? I would say, can you also rank the three? Oh, okay. Obviously, this is bad. The first one is by far the worst. Um, I guess I have to say third is the best purely because there are some attempts at correcting the like morally um, devoid aspects of the story arc. They call L out on all of her decisions that she's made based purely on men. That being said, you can't. You know, people were watching The Kissing Booth, the, number one, and they loved it. They loved it. They weren't questioning these decisions. So these corrections come uh, far too late. Um, so, yeah, three, two, one is my rank. Um, obviously bad. I think that my rank is probably one, three, two, purely because the first had like just like more interesting, like batshit things happen to me that I was like, I can't believe this is happening um this had a little bit of that and then two had none of that yeah so true. I do, two I did like i did like that the first one had some stuff that i was like i can't believe this is real life yeah um, that's fair second question is did you like this movie no i did maybe like it again i think the order in which i liked it might be one three two mm. um what type of teen is this movie for I mean, I don't have a unique answer. I'm sorry. It's for teens that have watched Kissing Booth 1 and 2. Like, there's no other reason to watch this. Yeah, I was also going to say, like, because they played down Jacob Elordi, I don't even think it's for Jacob Elordi stands. Like, yeah, he doesn't get... Maybe I'm remembering wrong. He has no character. He, he has no personality. Well, and they don't really even do, like, any hot jacob elordi scene you know what i mean like they don't have him looking cute a lot i will say that i felt that the leads did a good job of seeming like they liked each other even though it seems like maybe oh, they yeah. despise it each seems other like it was, yeah <laughs> yeah i agree with that um what are you watching these days instead um we watched the village for the first time and i really liked Hell it yeah i feel like oh, maybe yeah? i'll start watching more of m night's stuff m night because a lot of these movies i actually like i don't know the twists of them i they haven't been spoiled for me um and i i really liked it i liked the lead actress's performance a lot did you like the twist i did like the twist i didn't find it very surprising um i actually oh. <laughs> i actually went into i won't spoil the twist but i went into the movie assuming what the twist revealed was true just maybe because of a blurb i read where they described the town mm. as an amish town um and or you're just a writer and you think that way or maybe because know. it's like one of those things where you expect you know a twist is going to happen and like it's pretty yeah. like that's pretty clear um i think yeah. i watched it in high school and absolutely did not predict the twist and i loved it like <laughs> it might be my favorite oh wow well actually maybe old is no (laughs) to me old now that i old sucks um 
I yeah, but I think it's so fun. I guess it's fun. I will say the one issue I had with the village is logistically it seemed unrealistic. Like, how are there so many people in the village if they only? Yeah, there were so many. And just like from an economic perspective, like, yeah, I don't know. But um, but if but you I, can I overlook really that well. and you think more about, I think if you focus less on like, how could this be? And more about the relationships of the people, it's uh, it pays yeah. off. Hit me up when you do Lady in the Water. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Um, cool. I watched Dune oh. in theaters with Timmy Chalamet, who I said I would be happy to give birth to. <laughs> And I still believe that I could be his mom, Jessica, in the movie. Jane, you watched part of it, correct? I was in the room for all of it. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize Walt was also watching it. Okay. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, I read the first book. Nate, my husband, has read a lot of the books, and they get weirder and weirder. So we're really interested to see what they'll do as the books get like sort of a little too weird. I would say for like general audience. I don't know. Now I sound so cool. <laughs> Um, I think Timmy did a great job. I think standout was Oscar Isaac looking really hot. <laughs> but a lot of the casting was just really well done for like the adults. Um, I think the costumes were really cool. And I don't know if you remember this, Jane, but there's a, a surprising bagpipes scene. Just like bagpipes that you don't, where you don't expect them. And I watched this with Julie also, and we both like jerked in our seats and like looked at each other like, whoa. And so I think when interesting music choices do that, it's fun. I heard, okay, I read a headline and did not investigate further that they created um, they created new instruments just to make some of the noises ah. in this movie. I hate that. And then it's like, whoa. <laughs> That's too much. I like the noises. I do think there's now TikToks of people like in bathrooms trying to do that. <laughs> trying to like do the main theme in their bathroom and i love that um jane do you want to talk about our upcoming movie we are doing she's all that and there's gonna be a special little twist yes there will be a little twist i can't remember how like there was something the other day where i was trying to say she's all that and i said like i don't know he's in here or something like (laughs) just like just like a just like a completely unrelated phrase and you were like, Do you mean she's all that? <laughs> That's like when I tried to say port noise complaint. I was like I was like her strong strong font and you were like port noise complaint and you somehow knew what I meant. <laughs> that was when we decided to be best friends. <laughs> Uh, thank God. Goodbye, Kissing Booth. This was all somehow, you know, in some ways, our podcast is all thanks to <laughs> the Kissing Booth. If that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content, we would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. Thank you for the reviews. And please share us with a friend. And with a teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at, at @bleacherteens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon so you can tell us who you've kissed. Um, And we will be having some video content coming up soon at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under Under the the bleachers. bleachers.